Sad, 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 Hey y'all, it's your man Ed Lover, man. Y'all know how I get down, and when I get down, I get all the way down. Now I'm a native New Yorker, and I know for a lot of people across the country, you might say, "So." I mean, we understand it. We, we we cut from a different cloth, man, and we do everything a little bit different than what everybody else do. And then people sometimes tend to catch our wave, and people, some states and countries, and people got a chip on their shoulders about New York. It is what it is. Ain't nothing I can do about it, okay? Joining me right now in this studio right now is two of New York's greatest, finest, and most legendary DJs, the one and only Ted Smooth yeah. and the world-famous Brucey e. B. What's up, fellas? Hey, what's up, baby? How you doing? Oh my God! I <laughs> yes. can't tell like like this is a dream come true for me to be able to talk to y'all, man. Because I've listened to y'all, I listened to you DJ, I listened to you mix, I've partied in places where you guys have been DJ. Oh, yeah. And what was it? Let me start with you, Ted. What was it that made you want to become a DJ? Who influenced you, and what made oh, he, you want to become he, a DJ? He's sitting right next to me to my left, man, Brucey. Um, this is documented. I get that question all the time. Um, Recipes, DJ Star Child, the Chief Rocker, and Kid Capri. Those are those are the three DJs. When when I was growing up and listening um, to the mixtapes, and you know I was too young to get into the rooftop. I was too young to get to these some of these places. So the mixtapes was our our vision. And I've always heard those three guys like having so much fun while they was DJing and describing the party while they was DJing. And I'm like, that that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be for the people. You feel me? So, yeah, it, it's, it's Brucey B, Star Child, and Kid Capri. That, that's, if you put them all together, that's kind of what you get with Test Movers on that set. That's exactly party, what you get, Party huh? mode all day long. Let me ask you a question, Brucey B. First of all, what was you, 12, when you was mixing in the rooftop? Because you look wonderful, <laughs> brother. Um, no, I was actually I was like 16, 15. 15. Wow. <laughs> but you wasn't even supposed to be in there, were you? Um, yeah, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no. Because the rooftop was, um, it was, a, it was an after-hours spot. Right. So, and then the roller skate ring was downstairs. Okay. So, yeah, so, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. You was a young boy up in there doing yeah, your very thing, young. Right? Yeah, Who, very What influenced you? Who influenced you to become a DJ? Well, I come from the from the from the from the beginning of hip hop. Like, I came from the the Theodores and the African Bambaataa, the Grandmaster Flash, Lovebook Starsky, DJ mm. Hollywood, ever. Mm. So, like for me, like just just like really going to the park, JNC the park, all that one eighteen park, all that the original hip hop. But what really made me want to be in a club with DJ Junebug, really disco fever, mm. yeah, disco fever, DJ Junebug. So you used to hit the disco fever just to watch Juba. And, and 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 at that time I was thirteen years old. Okay. So I, I was there, you know, I, w- I went with these like two female Pearl and all. I ain't gonna never forget because Pearl, I was telling you Pearl because of you, I'm Bruce B. Right. Because I'm I'm sitting there thirteen years old and they had to be like number fourteen, fifteen, but back they had the bodies. So you know how that go. You right. Body, you get in. So I sat there thirteen years old and watched Junebug Spanish Kid jump it off like amazing that's what i want to do now how old were you when you both of you when you got your first set of turntables and what turntables were the first ones you had um i told my i told my man this the other day uh my sister one of my sisters rosa she bought me a set of technique 1200 the real joints 
for my 15th birthday. No, my my my, my fifth Christmas. My, I was 15 years old. Right. And she put it on a brand new credit card she got right over there in the Bronx by 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 uh by hum 50th where 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 the street splits like that mm-hmm. with yeah. needles. Like I couldn't be- look. I look. I'm getting goosebumps just telling it. Like, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody else, you know, you had a, the the one on ones, the Bell Drive. She took me to the top because I was DJing on those too. But when I got them twelves, forget about it. Direct drive. The That's real what people deal. don't understand. Yeah. Direct the real drive. Real deal joints. I didn't, you know, I didn't get turntables because I never had the turntables. And so everybody used to like be how you know how to play. It was just one of them things. Just, I just know how to do. You know, but um, I didn't get my first turntables. I think I was like 22. <laughs> and you had already been DJing? Yeah, already been DJing, yeah. So when did you practice? I ain't practice. I just, it was never my set. So I might go to my man's house, go to his this person's house. Right. Yeah, I never, yeah, I ain't get mine too. I was like. So so DJing hours. for you is just like <laughs> second nature then. It's just something that you just know how to I do. do. I just know how to do, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever done anything else beside DJ? Um, yeah, I had a couple of jobs, but <laughs> I just know how to DJ. How about you, Ted? Have you ever had regular regular jobs? Yeah, yeah. I have had um uh I, I I've been working since summer youth. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Since 14, since working right. papers came out. So I've always been a worker. You know, I come from Dominican family, so we, we got to get jobs. Right. You feel me? So, <laughs> so um, yeah, so I, I worked summer youth, guidance counselor up at the Upward Fund. I'm sure you're familiar. And then uh, after that, I got a job at Lambston's on First Avenue, did that for a little bit. And then and then I blew up and got the job at The Gap. Wow. Oh, that was it. That was, uh, that's it. I, I get 50% off on of the gray sweats, and we good. <laughs> so so after that, um, after that, I gra- then I graduated from there, Banana Republic. You see what I'm saying? So then, you know, and then uh, before that, I was already DJing. Like, in high school, I was already, like, test move. Like, I was I was getting money, like, four or five nights a week, and I just, I just even then, I still didn't want to quit my job. Right. Because we don't give up the jobs. Exactly. Right? And it just got to a point. Yeah, it just got to dogs. a point where um, I thanked this guy, Hector Tuzo. He was my manager at Banana Republic. I came in to work at the warehouse, um, and I fell asleep at my table. We were stacking boxes, and I fell asleep standing up because I was so tired. I just wow. finished Quasimodo's, mm-hmm. got home at 4 in the morning, got up, and, and he pulled me to the side. Just look how God works. He pulled me to the side. He was like, I thought I was in trouble. He was like, yo, man, listen. He said, yo, like, I, I know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, they used to come to my parties. He's like, yo, listen, as long as I'm here, you always going to have a job. So go ahead. Like, don't worry about it. Just c- pursue your DJ thing. Wow. And I was like, for real? He was like, yeah. So so I gave him my two weeks. Right? Three weeks later, he gets a job to be a fireman, and he ain't even there no more. <laughs> wow. So I was like, wow. So so he pushed me to, to pursue it, and, and I, I did this – this is the second time that I filled out uh, 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 what they call the timesheets right. when, when, when we came over here. So <laughs> at the end of the day, this is what we do, man. Yeah, I understand do, that. Man. Brucey, when did you start making mixtapes? How old were you when you put out your first mixtape? I was um, 16. I was rooftop. And, and, and back then, there wasn't mixtapes. There was rooftop. There was live tapes. Okay. They they was live. Mm. They was they was actually live tapes. Were you recording yourself or was other people recording? I was recording myself. You were. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And, and for some reason, I just knew, be record because I still got my rooftop tapes. Okay. Yeah, I got like three hundred. So oh wow. I would, yeah, I I, I I would just record every night everything That's I did. Ridiculous. 
and you know, and they, and and, we, and the, it was crazy about the, the the tape thing because Gus, who owned the rooftop, mm-hmm. he was like, "Yo, but you got to." I used to get my way at first, right? He said, "But you got to charge them." So I started charging twenty dollars. Then it went from twenty to fifty. Then you know the drug guys give me a hundred, three hundred. I'll pull four and five hundred. Rich water, everybody. I used to, yeah. I used is to get it, covered is all. it true that those guys? Because we we all saw the movie Paid in Full, mm-hmm. and it was a wonderful movie. You yes. were you were in the movie. Is it true that those guys used to pay you just for a shout out? Yes, everybody paid me for shout outs inside the rooftop or, or and, on like, your just tapes? to be like just to be on my tapes, and 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 and, and, and that came from Alpo. Really? That, yeah, because Alpo, I did him a rest tape. Rest in peace, Alpo. Yeah, rest too, in peace, man. Alpo. I did him one tape. Well, I mean, I did a tape for him with one song through the whole tape, and that was the Beatty Boys. Hold it now. Get out of here. B, I don't care if you could instrumental, play it 40 times, <laughs> play it, but I need my name all through it. Right. And he used to have the Chevy Key Jeep. He used to ride through Harlem with the crazy system. Uh-huh. And after that happened, everybody started. Yo, B, I need that joint you did like Al, but I need this. Like Rich Porter, he was like Rich and Peace Reporter. He, did, he, did, um, he was like a James Brown. Okay. So I used to, I made him a whole James Brown joint, and then and then Az he didn't care he just wanted his name on the joint you know he just say my name and get a couple of dollars. So so it, so it really meant something to ride around ride through Harlem or the Bronx wherever you was going right. with your sound system blasting right. to have your name people can hear your no, name right. ringing off and then you was also that. saying Bruce Lee B on right, it right right and I'm so, saying my and, name, yeah and I'm, and, but, I'm, but I'm playing I'm playing joints and seen back then when I was playing records. It was a thing with breaking records. I used to break records. Mm-hmm. So like like the DJs today, they don't, I'm, I broke records. So that's why I know a lot of rap dudes because they used to bring me their record. They'll be playing my joint. Right. And I, I, I broke records. And that's what like the DJs back then was doing. We was breaking records, you know. That's what Facts. Yeah, and it, went, it kind of went away <laughs> from that fact. after right. a yeah, while, yeah, right? Yeah, they did, absolutely, yeah. We were known for breaking records and, and that's what really was the job of the DJ was right. to break records, break to play stuff that you've never heard before. Me being a kid coming out of Queens and learning the DJ when they had to, when all the DJs had the big sound yeah. systems, right? Mm-hmm. It was all about the DJ, and the DJ always, always broke records. Ted, when did you do your first remix? Because not only are you known for being a great DJ, you're known for your remixes. Um, so, so the, well, I started calling them remixes. Because that's how people started paying me for them, okay. right? So, so, so you gotta understand. I mean, we, I'm from the mixtape era, right? So, back in back in the early '90s, or even in, in the late '80s, um, the mixtapes, uh, you, you when you're trying to sell a mixtape, that people only got 20 seconds. They put it on press play, so you got to do something dope within those 20 seconds right. because yep. ain't nobody got you know a whole 50 minutes to listen to your tape before they buy it. So we would always start. Um, the mixtapes with a blend. Okay. You know what I'm saying? With a dope blend. So, uh, and a blend for those who's listening, because I know this is all over the world, uh, a blend is just, you know, an acapella from a record um, that doesn't necessarily um, go with the beat that you're picking, um, but then you're supposed to pick the right beat to marriage to make the marriage of those two records and, and hopefully make it better or, right. give, or present it in a different way, right? So, um, I'm going to say it, 88. 89 maybe wow. that's kind of when I when I started making my first mixtapes to sell okay you dig what I'm saying because the same thing with Brucey I was running around giving them around like yo hey, hey, hey listen mm-hmm. to me this this word of mouth era you well, feel it, me but it's like the drug game right you gotta get a crack yeah, this, hit yeah, taste, you gotta you? give them a sample <laughs> give so, them a sample so, so you know so it, so it started back then for me 
You feel me? Like and and you know, I was legendary. I had to I had the I had the red mongoose. This one this one the mongoose bikes when they made the small mountain bike. <laughs> so I had the red mongoose. Remember the T D K, the tape cases? Yeah. Right? So I used to stack you know, stack both of those, those thirty tapes, fifteen and fifteen on both the handlebars, and I'm riding through every hood. Every hood, East Harlem, Bronx, I'm riding, and when they see me coming through with, with the tape, they knew that was something new. And then just like Brucey, the dudes start giving, yo, yo, shout my man out for the next one, I'll give you 500. Like, and it just got crazy with the shout outs. Yeah. So to this day, like when people get my USB or listen to all the old mixtapes, right. there's people that they hear their names in these tapes that from back in the days, they be like, oh, I forgot I was on that tape. So it was, cra- it was just crazy. It was creating a new culture and breaking yeah. records. You know, like you know, as our job, yeah. you know, we we gotta we gotta have our flavor, and then we dictate what the people should hear or should like, in in our opinion. Absolutely. So it was just a great platform to get yourself out there, man. And come on, son. Go Peak Real Brew Tea is here to unleash your sense of try to ignite new passions and rekindle old ones. So try a Go Peak, and then try something else because this taste is worth the try. Try Gold Peak. Come on, son. And Bruce B, you said uh, when I was talking to you earlier, you said you still have all of your rooftop mixtapes. Absolutely. Would you ever put them out there where people can buy them? Yeah, I, well, I do. I have. I do the flash drives too, and like, okay, like, 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 like the very first flash drive I did, I put like, like twenty. 20 joints on it, 20 rooftop <laughs> joints. Brother, I would absolutely love to have a flash drive yes. of your rooftop mixtape. It's crazy. Yes. yes. That's nostalgia. That takes you back to an era of actual DJing. You guys are both actual DJs. We don't have to say anybody's name, but what do you think of the way these young cats DJ nowadays? They play records. They're not DJs. No disrespect to them. Mm. They just play records. Mm. You know, it's a different DJ. I had a cat because I've been a DJ. I don't promote myself as a DJ, but I've been DJing since I was 13 years old and uh, always keep a set in the house. And I used to used to go out as a DJ and DJ different spots. And I remember I was DJing in a strip club one time. And of course, I was doing what I learned to do as a DJ, keep the party rocking, but I'm going into one record that mixes in from the last record. And the cat came and told me, yo, man, what you doing? Don't nobody want to hear you mix? I was like, wow. So y'all just want me to smash records. They just want me to say something on the mic and then hit the button on the next record. Stop the record, hit 12 sound effects. They just play records. They don't. You know what I'm saying? And and then play another trap record. Like, it's. it's, it's, Do y'all feel like the art of actually being a DJ is dying? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, I wouldn't say that because we're here. Right. Well, well, we get to do now. We get to do this on the block. Like we get to, yeah. we get to pre- represent Friday nights. Right after Friday my nights. show goes yeah. off at ten o'clock. Yeah. That party mode, Bruce <laughs> B in straight party mode. Like, straight so party listen. mode. Don't go to the bathroom. You are gonna miss something. Like, right. You know what I'm saying. So we get to do that. Um, as far as as far as him asking us this question, yeah. That 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 era. Of yeah. of DJing is is yeah, right. is but yeah, so many people that. that still actually DJing mixing records, you dig what I'm saying? Creating new, you know, doing blends, talking on the mic, right. you know, uh, uh, just putting it on party mode. That's 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 not. I I don't see that in the young in the younger yeah, generation. Right. I, I when the, the young boys that are, that's a, the young guy cats that are around me that want me to mentor them and all that. Right. I I show them for the, what it is from the bottom. Right. You feel yep. what I'm saying? Like you gotta have. 
music from every genre. It starts with the music. Right now, the younger DJ, they just got whatever they got now. They don't care to go back. They don't care to, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, I, I had to know. Playing the rock, you're going from yeah, playing they, the rock to all the way to a, 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 a This a, is how we do it. <laughs> Montel Jordan. <laughs> yes, I'm saying? So, right. so it's like, you got to keep, you got to remember, there are, you, if, you're, if you're DJing somewhere with a crowd, there are people dancing, and nobody want to mess up the dance move. Right. You feel me? So, so I mean, we could go, this is a whole topic right here. But um, I think, I think what, what I try to do, um, especially now on this radio, is present what a party should sound like. Yeah. Present what what good music, good records, how 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 they blend together seamlessly, and you can sit there for an hour and be like, "Yo, it felt like 15 minutes." Right. That's that's a good listen for me. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? So and when people listen to Ray, especially when they listen on 94.7 The Block, New York's number one for throwbacks, that's what we want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. That's our stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, in our 40s and 50s now, that's our stuff. Yeah. We don't want to hear all of that smash. We want to ride out. We want to ride out. Yeah, you want to ride out. I want to smoke a little cigar. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. It'd be, it be, it be a part of the record that, like, you know, we want to get to. Yeah. You know, these guys, they don't want to let you get to the, to the oh, my party's coming. No. Nah. Cut it. They give you eight seconds. Boom. Yeah. Eight seconds. Boom. Yeah. Like I give you a class example, I always say uh, nine times out of ten, if a new school DJ is, they going back to what they feel like is back because they playing all the current music that they probably really don't even like. But if they go back and they play Suckin' or Not with Cam, they go right to the Lil Wayne part and Mm -hmm. you never get to hear Cam at all and it's Cam's record. It's Cam's record. I'll give you a better one. I'll give you a better one. And just, just to put the world on notice, you don't ever in your life Cut off Eggbeer's president before he says thought it was a donor. You try to blame like you, you just can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. Yes. Like you just some yeah. records you just you gotta let that play. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Agree. Because you gotta understand you taking people to a place. You know what I'm saying? And it's like when I hear that, I um I be either wanting to leave or like, like what are you doing? Like there's right. some records that you just gotta let those if you respect that time. Right. You yeah. can have the records in your laptop because we have you know. YouTube, right. but you gotta. When you in that old school set, you yeah. should educate yourself and and know what time, what 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 it was back then. Right. You can't just cut certain records, man. And so. you and, and especially you should know it now because if you listen right now, what's going on? Two thousand twenty now. These new artists are doing exactly what Puff did in the 90s by taking the hits from the 80s. Mm-hmm. So now they're going back and grabbing some of the samples from the early 2000s and yeah. using them yeah. for for their records. Yeah. And then a lot of them don't even know. A lot of these DJs don't know what the original record was. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that, that's very sad. And I, I get so many calls from uh, from people that, uh, that think I've produced a lot of the records that have been out in the past couple of years because that's been my style. My style has been flip 80s records, flip 90s records, and remix the records. So now when they, when, when the young cats are doing it now, they're like, yo, you done? I'm like, no, nah, I didn't do that. It's just, they just, you know what I mean? <laughs> they just, they just, you know, swag. They just tapping the swag. They tapping You feel in. me? But, but that's hip hop though. That's hip hop. You're supposed to go back, take something, flip it. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the foundation of hip hop right. from yeah, the beginning. That's a fact. You're yeah. supposed yeah. to build. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, man. Build. Yeah. After, hey, Bruce B, I want my flash drive, bro. Mm-hmm. And I, I was gonna say I, I I have one in my bag, but I have a flash, but I don't have. But I'm 
I'm, I'm gonna get it to you. Give him the right oh, one. Make one now, I think I gave you, you mine you, a while you, ago. Ahead, yeah. but if I, I did, so you yes, still got yes, it. Okay, yes, so then I, so yes, sir, I got I mine in my pocket, that. baby. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate <laughs> you gentlemen spending some time with me, man. I appreciate you. And you guys are idols, man. You're legends, man. You're both first ballot Hall of Famers without the shadow of a doubt. And you know, I appreciate you, man. This is this is just what we do in New York, man. And I always tell people, man, if you get hot in New York, you hot all over the world, yes. baby. Yes, yes. And you guys have been hot for a very long man time. Continued success. Welcome to 94.7 The Block, my brother. Friday yes. nights are different, man. Friday nights are different, Ed Lover. Absolutely. All Thanks right, for man. setting us up. No yes, time, yes. no doubt. <laughs> Love. Come on, son. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out cigarsinternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. Be sure to check out the return of Come On, Son, the web series exclusively on Patreon.